the belly fat story just won't die. Danny Masterson's case is concerning for oh so many reasons. Sometimes you have to fact check the fact checkers. That and a whole lot more on today's Random Thoughts. Hello and welcome to episode number 246 of the Random Thoughts Podcast. That is R-A-N-D-U-M-B Thoughts.com online. I am your host, Darren O'Neill, and we have reached that point in the year where the weather is maddening. It was about 50 degrees this morning, so I opened up the windows, cooled the house down a little. But then a few hours later, it's up into the mid-60s outside, which for some reason means in the house it's way over 70. That's probably me. I'm very hot-blooded, so I put off a lot of heat. All the computers, so the office kind of needs an air conditioning no matter what, or better airflow or some kind of thing. So it is not quite as nice as when it's really hot out. Well, then the air conditioning runs and everything's great. When it's too cold out, the heat just runs and everything's great for this little portion in between the two, which in Chicago probably doesn't last that long, so I shouldn't complain. Yeah, it can be a pain to get everything just right. And of course, when you look at the pollen numbers, it's not great to have the windows open. But hey, we have all those air purifiers that we keep getting rebates on because ComEd, our electric company, wants to give us rebates on that. And yet they keep sending us emails telling us how much more electricity we're using. Literally today, I got one of those emails, which explained that we're using like three times the electricity of our efficient neighbors who, you know, probably don't stay in their home all day or like the heat. So aren't running the air conditioning, don't have a couple of computers running full time, don't have three or four network attached storage devices running all the time. So I can see where they would use less, but literally right underneath telling me how bad I am for using all of this electricity. Hey, make sure you take part in the rebates to get some air purifiers, which does anybody really need the air purifiers? Our doctor recommended them. Because my wife has allergies. I have a little, but I don't normally get any major allergy attacks. It's a rarity, but it happens, but not usually. And the air purifiers, I'm not really sure if they do anything. I mean, I know they're pulling out some dust and they're pulling out some pollen and they're pulling some things out of the air. But are they doing enough to make a difference? That I'm not really sure. I mean, the electric company keeps giving us rebates, so we have a lot of air purifiers. I have some that are still in a box that we haven't even opened yet because it was cheaper to buy a brand new air purifier than buy replacement filters for a few of the ones that we have. And I'm always curious, maybe somebody out there understands the math, understands the physics of running a HEPA filter, which most of these that we have are, or not all of them, but they're usually some kind of carbon filter, which is there to remove 
the smells from the air. So if you don't have an issue where you want to remove smoke or dog or cooking smells from the room, you probably don't even need a carbon filter. They're there pretty much just for the smell aspect. Then the HEPA filter comes in, and that is what is going to pull out the dust and dander and all that kind of stuff that may be in the air. And in order to run these at a level that isn't loud, which most people want to do, they don't want them to be sounding like a jet airplane taking off throughout the day. They run at a very low speed. And I'm like, does this really do anything? Amazon sells, and I'm sure other companies sell meters to test how many imperfections are in the air. And I really should pick one of those up and do a test. Does it really make a difference if the air purifier is on and off to begin with? And then the other question would be low, medium, high speed. Does that make a difference as far as what's in the air? Because I'm not really sure how much they're really doing to help remove all of those impurities from the air. And then the question would be, do those impurities really matter? I mean, does it matter if a little dust goes into your lungs? I don't know. Again, maybe somebody a lot smarter than me would know that. If so, let me know. Darren, D-A-R-R-E-N at randomthoughts, R-A-N-D-U-M-B, thoughts.com. The Chicago White Sox shooting belly fat story won't die, which again is further proof of why you cannot believe anything you see on the internet. I found it this time on my drudgery placement, which I've probably spoken about before on this podcast. It is called Off the Press, offthepress.com where Drudge went full anti-Trump off the press is a lot more in the pro-Trump, really more conservative camp, which I always found a little bit more helpful. But both of them have their share of stories that just don't pan out. Stories that are just not true. And I get it. It is a headline aggregator. It's not there to do the research on it, but it's very disappointing that the White Sox belly fat story popped up this week, even though that was debunked like two weeks ago. There still has not been a report as far as where the shots came from. I guess they're still investigating, but the further we get away from this, the less people are going to believe the results, no matter what they are. But popping up as new on a news aggregator, this is just yet another reason why you always have to do your own homework. And that's true with anything in the news, including the Danny Masterson story, which has had some interesting coverage. One, because he's an actor. And two, because he's a Scientologist. And the two women that accuse him of taking advantage of them 20 some odd years ago, also Scientologists. Now, I don't know Danny Masterson. I cannot vouch for his character, though his wife and a few of his friends did. 
including Ashton Kutcher and Mila Kunis. Both starred with him on that 70s show. Ashton Kutcher also starred with him in The Ranch, which was, I think, a Netflix-only thing. And they sent a letter to the judge. As most cases like this, if not all, they have a part where people that know the person that's accused send in letters explaining why they're a good person. Here's the person we know. This was totally out of character. We don't believe he did it. And Ashton and Mila sent in letters to the judge supporting the person that they knew. Again, this doesn't say they know he didn't do it or they think the victim is lying. They're just adding some more context, which I think is important. They're adding context to a story that two other people are telling and can see some money that will benefit in some way, shape, or form. The concept that victims never lie has long been blown out of the water. We've got the Duke Lacrosse case. We got the case against Justice Kavanaugh. All of these things where people came out and said, hey, no, this person did this. And the reality was, it seems they did not. Is that the case here? I don't know. But I will say I am a little bit concerned when we have a criminal case relying only on victims' testimony of events that happened 20-plus years ago. There's a reason why there is a statute of limitations on most crimes. Because the further you get away from that period, the harder it is to prove anything. And in the case, where it's between two people behind closed doors who may or may not have been in consensual relationships, shall we say, it becomes much harder, if not impossible, to rise to the point of beyond a reasonable doubt. And that's what juries are supposed to look at Did this person do this beyond a reasonable doubt? Because if there's any doubt and you can't say for certain that they are guilty, the American legal system was built with the concept of we would rather have some people get away with a crime and not be found guilty rather than find people guilty of a crime that they didn't actually commit. Again, Danny Masterson, did he do it? Don't know. But I know that the evidence against him came from just two people who were telling a story that were involved with Scientology, which always adds a little bit of weirdness. He's also a Scientologist, so also a lot of weirdness going on. But we know that when somebody is found guilty in a criminal court, I don't think it's going to be long before we're seeing the civil court 
trying to get money out of Danny Masterson's pockets and putting it into these women's pockets, which if that is the case, then you ask yourself, well, gee, why would these women lie that he did that? Money's a really good reason. Revenge can be a reason because if I'm not mistaken, and if I am, let me know. As far as I know, one of these women was his girlfriend at the time and dated him for an extended period of time after, which seems to me was like, well, you know, as long as we're together, this kind of behavior is fine. I enjoy it. Let's do that more. But then you break up with her and it's like, well, now I'm scorned. Now I want some payback. I'm pissed off. I didn't get the payoff that I wanted. I didn't get the diamond ring or whatever it is. And this is something that anybody that's got a ton of money, anybody that's got notoriety, got fame, actor, actress, athlete, whatever it is, you have to watch out for the people that you are interacting with because you never know of the intentions of that person. And it can bite you in the ass. I would hate to have the notoriety of somebody like Leo DiCaprio. I mean, he's having a lot of fun. No question about that. I bet you there's a lot of PDAs out there. I would hate to be somebody like Taylor Swift trying to find somebody that you can have a normal, healthy relationship with that isn't just looking at Taylor Swift. I mean, because one, five foot 11 blonde, totally hot but also has like a billion dollars now. So that's a pretty good deal. So you have to wonder what people are getting into a relationship with you for. And back at the time that this happened, that 70s show was big. Danny Masterson, very well known. And the stories, somebody released one of the victim statements that they had given to the judge because just like you got people sending in their thoughts on you, the victims do the same thing. And the story that's told, and I don't have the full transcripts, but there seem to be holes in the story. There's talking of drinking. There's talking about not knowing what happened. One of them said they couldn't find their underwear. And that was the thing that they remember, but they woke up not knowing what had happened. And it sounds like somebody maybe drank too much. And again, not victim blaming here, not victim shaming. I'm just saying in order to send somebody to jail, and in this case, Danny Masterson got 30 years. If this sentencing, if this verdict holds up 30 years, that's more than they give the people over at the January 6th thing where allegedly was trying to overthrow the country. One of the uh, cases the other day, a guy who ran over a Republican because he was afraid the Republican was going to get him, ran him over, killed him, got five years. So five years for killing somebody, Danny Masterson's getting 30 years for allegedly raping two women. I guess if he would have killed both of them, he would have done 10 years rather than 30. Is that the American justice system? And that's my problem with this. You know, if you listen to this show, I want people who commit crimes to be held responsible for them. But I do not like the he said, she said cases with no physical evidence, with very little to back it up beyond a good story. 
I think I can tell a fairly good story. My buddy Larry that does that Larry show, thatlarryshow.com, he tells fantastic stories. Do I know if the things he says are 100% true? No, but it's entertaining as hell, and I believe them. And I think Larry is pretty accurate with the stories he's telling. But the problem is there are a lot of good storytellers out there who can pull off believable stories even if they're not true. People lie for a variety of reasons. If you watch the show, House, Gregory House, the character, always said, everybody lies. The real world, everybody lies. I'm going to guarantee you that nobody listening to this show right now has gone through life without telling a lie somewhere here or there. Most of you probably told one within the last 24 hours. I mean, sometimes they're nicer lies like, hey, do these jeans make me look fat? But people lie for all sorts of reasons in basing a 30-year sentence based upon a couple of stories from 20 years ago. There is a problem with that. Danny Masterson's married, has a young daughter, but I don't want to say it, but he's a straight male and straight males have been in the crosshairs for a long time now. And we need to be careful as a society that we don't lose sight of needing a high bar to convict somebody. As a society, do we really want to be the one that Two friends of a man that's been convicted of a crime send in letters of support and say, hey, this is the person that we know. Do we really want them to have to be canceled? Because, oh my goodness, how dare they throw any support behind this person? People pretend on the internet like they really know what's happening behind the scenes like they really know the truth of any situation have you ever read the comments on fox news or a variety of other sites twitter the same thing x whatever you want to call it now oh boy here's the story and then you read all the people like yep he certainly did it or nope he didn't do it we don't know if you weren't there you don't know you're basing things on evidence which some is a bit more flimsy than others mila kunis Knew Danny Masterson since the time, because she was, what, 14 or 15? She lied about her age to get the job on that 70s show. And she knows him to be a good guy. Other people are making him out to be a horrible, dangerous, angry person. Which one's true? Could he be a really good actor? Obviously, he's an actor. But I think it's important that we look at all aspects of a case. We hear the most evidence that we can. And the Danny Masterson case did not have people coming out of the woodwork like the Bill Cosby case. In the Bill Cosby case, I'm not still convinced it wasn't an op because he was the perfect guy to try something on to be like, hey, you know what? He was Mr. Teflon. He was America's dad. He was the pudding pop guy, Mr. Sweater. And if you could get the world to believe that Bill Cosby did these things, then you can get the world to believe just about anything like, you know, climate change and all the lies that are being told about vaccines and on down the line, like maybe election fraud. Who knows? But unlike the Cosby case, 
the case of Danny Masterson did not seem to have 10, 20, 30 women come out of the woodwork that's like, wow, I'm glad you're speaking up because the same thing happened to me. As far as I can tell, this is two women, both involved with Scientology, as was Danny Masterson, telling a story with no physical evidence to back it up. And if he was this dangerous person, wouldn't you think he'd have been doing this all the time? Wouldn't there be more than two? But it'll be interesting to see where this case goes on appeal, which it will be appealed. Again, the bar for a criminal case is way higher than a civil case. When you're going to send somebody to prison, you want to make sure that you've gotten the facts right. Now, you wouldn't get the facts right if you were reading the uh, BBC because their misinformations are, believe it or not, to get the job back in 2018, light on her resume. You can't make this stuff up. This from Breitbart, quote, the face of the BBC's disinformation fact-checking unit allegedly fabricated details on her resume when she applied for a different media role in 2018, sparking another round of criticism for the millennial. In what has been described as an unsurprising turn of events, legacy media darling and the lead figure for the UK publicly funded broadcasters verify disinformation division, Mariana Spring is once again facing allegations of lying. According to a report last week from the New European, Spring allegedly made up details on her resume when she applied for the position of Russian correspondent for American news site Coda Story, end quote. So the person that gets hired to head the BBC's disinformation fact-checking unit, obviously they're not doing a good job. They needed her. I guess, to tell them that she lied on her resume. I mean, they needed somebody better, I guess, to be able to fact check the information on the resume of the person that they were hiring to do the job of disinformation fact checking. All this very Orwellian fact checking misinformation stuff, trying to have people involved. Again, you heard the last story. Everybody lies. In this case, nothing different. The problem with media now, as I have mentioned a thousand times, it seems in the past, is that journalism is dead and nobody wants to get to the truth of a story as much as they want to push a narrative because the narrative is what pays better. Sometimes it's straight out being paid better. If you're working for MSNBC, and you came out with a pro-Trump story, man, you'd be fired. Because that's not the narrative that the people running that organization want. They don't want good journalists. They want people to push the narrative that they want. There are independent journalists out there who are still trying to do the job. It just seems that there aren't a lot of people that are trying to do the job that work for a major corporation. They are now independent which means if you're not following them on Twitter or wherever you can follow them online, you're not getting that information. And then if they come up with something that the big boys don't like, if the corporate media doesn't like what they're saying, then they'll try to have them canceled or the Biden administration will try to have them canceled. 
as we saw, people were saying things against the COVID vaccine. The Biden people want to shut them down. Mark Zuckerberg, Gergs, Bergs, Bergs, Gergs. What's his name? Mark Zuckerberg. Mark Zuckerberg's his uh, threads thing. Well, I guess they're still blocking searches for people that are looking for information on the dangers of vaccines or vaccines overall or the rise of COVID-19. They're blocking that because, of course, what you want to do is block the information because they believe the information is not accurate. But the people that are telling them that the information is not accurate, of course, probably lied on their resume and are just trying to further their own narrative. And they don't really care about what is accurate, what is true, and what is not. But that is the state of the world right now. And I don't see it getting better anytime fast. We do have a couple different dimensions now where people believe what they want to believe. If you're in the really pro-Trump category, you're not going to believe anything negative about him. If you're in the pro-Biden category, you're not going to believe anything negative about him. The headlines on Drudge were almost sad when it came to the impeachment inquiry for Joe Biden with the main headline, and it still may be, but for a while was, well, what are the charges? Well, the charges are that his family grifted 30 plus million dollars from Russia, China, Ukraine in order to curry political favor. It's pretty simple. The charges are very, very simple. There seems to be a paper trail. It will be followed. Unlike all of the charges, Drudge, who was all in on the Donald Trump Russian collusion, which was completely fabricated, didn't see Drudge asking, oh no, what are the charges? So again, another reminder don't believe what you see on the internet. This next story, man, I love this one. Are you somebody that gets a cold or you have your allergies and you reach for some medication which contains phenylephrine? Well, the FDA, and it's in most cold medications, the FDA has just released a report saying phenylephrine, yeah, it just doesn't work. Doesn't work at all. This from the Daily Caller officials with the FDA announced Tuesday that one of Americans' leading cold medications doesn't actually work. Following a review of the latest research on the subject, advisors to the FDA unanimously determined that phenylephrine, a decongestant found in most cold and allergy medications such as Sudafed, Allegra, and Dayquil, was essentially no better in providing relief than a placebo. Modern studies when well-conducted, are not showing any improvement in congestion with phenylephrine. Dr. Mark Dykwitz, an allergy specialist at the St. Louis University of Medicine, told the outlet, it is uh, interesting that this has been around for years and years, and all of a sudden it's like, well, no, we finally tested it, and it just doesn't work. It was originally approved in the 1960s, and we now find out that studies from the 60s and 70s were flawed and extremely small using, quote, statistical and research techniques no longer accepted by the agency, end quote. 
So if you ever thought, you know, this bill's doing nothing for me, you may have been right. Although the whole thing where it's just the placebo and your mind thinks it's doing something. But in this case, seems the drug perhaps not working at all. Are you a fan of phenylephrine? Have you been taking it? Do you think it works? Let me know. Oh, and do you remember that group that the city of Los Angeles and the Los Angeles Dodgers honored a month or so ago? The Sisters of Perpetual Indulgence. They're an anti-Christian drag nun group. Well, one of their members, 53-year-old Clinton Monroe Ellis Gilmore. Wow, that is one hell of a name. Clinton Monroe Ellis Gilmore was arrested for public masturbation. Yeah, these are the kind of people that the Los Angeles Dodgers and the city of L.A. really want to honor. According to numerous witnesses, according to this article on thepostmillennial.com, Ellis Gilmore had been at the location for approximately one hour, sitting in his truck with the door open, masturbating. This occurred on August 12th, around 6.41 p.m. The conduct, it says, does not appear to have been directed at anyone in particular. Yeah, a witness said, this is effed up. (laughs) Yeah, well, that says it all. He says, it's obvious you cannot help but see this guy. He's not hiding it. He wants everyone to see what he's doing. Again, this is one of the upstanding citizens that the Los Angeles Dodgers made sure that they had to honor before a game. And when it looked like they were going to bow to the pressure and not honor them, the city of LA stepped up and they honored the sisters of perpetual indulgence. And this is the kind of people that they honored. So good job, LA Dodgers. Good job, Los Angeles city. And I mean, good job. Christian Monroe Ellis Gilmore, 53, out there publicly masturbating for all to see. You are the moron of the week. It's not a bad idea for a regular segment. If you want to uh, suggest somebody, hit me up on Twitter, Darren O'Neill. Well, is it X now? Darren O'Neill, D-A-R-R-E-N-O-N-E-I-L-L. No Agenda Social, same name, at No Agenda Social. Email Darren, D-A-R-R-E-N again at random thoughts r-a-n-d-u-m-b thoughts.com this is a value for value podcast which means that it's not behind a paywall i put it out there you get to decide if you've gotten any value out of this show whatsoever and if so is it a latte's worth of value is it a pizza's worth of value is it a steak dinner's worth of value is it a brand new electric mercedes who knows it's up to you You can go over to randomthoughts.com slash donate to do a one-time or monthly donation through PayPal. You can use the QR codes or wallet addresses if you want to do the crypto thing. You can use the P.O. Box address if you want to go the snail mail route. If you are in the podcasting 2.0 ecosystem, you can stream us some Satoshis. If you're on Patreon, you can go to patreon.com slash randomthoughts. All of these completely valid ways for you to show some value back to the show. We have no donors this week, but we did have a few people streaming sats. Well, a couple. Thanks to Dale Jr. and Sir Sean of the Allegheny Valley for streaming some Satoshis while listening 
to the last episode. Hope you enjoyed that. And everybody else, it's up to you. Step up. Come on in with episode number 247 coming up in just one week. How much value have you gotten from the Random Thoughts podcast? With all that said, I want to thank everybody for listening to the show. I know there's a lot of podcasts. There's a lot of YouTube videos. There's a lot of things on good old-fashioned crappy cable TV that you could be using to satiate your time, shall we say. It is an honor that you're spending the time with me, and I will be back to talk with you again next week with another edition of the Random Thoughts Podcast. But until then, I am Darren O'Neill. Thank you for listening. 